0: On today's episode of The Conservative Crusader, NASCAR goes woke. Ted Cruz accuses Sesame Street's big bird of COVID-19 propaganda. A Democratic governor turns on Biden's vaccine mandate and more. My name is P. Josh. This is The Conservative Crusader. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today. Make sure you check out the home for all things GOP Josh at GOPJosh.com. And let's get right into the news today. After going woke, NASCAR condemns the Let's Go Brandon chant, which was started at a NASCAR race if you're unaware, threatens to sue of, sue use of slogan with its trademarks. This is from the Daily Wire's Ryan Severta. NASCAR president Steve Phelps has threatened to sue those who use the "Let's Go Brandon" slogan on merchandise featuring the NASCAR's trademarks, and has condemned the use of the slogan, claiming that NASCAR does not want to be associated with politics. The Associated Press reported, Phelps said NASCAR will pursue action against any illegal use of trademarks on merchandise boasting the slogan. Retired baseball star Lenny. Des- Descrita, I don't know how you pronounce that, posted a photo on Twitter this week of a man eating breakfast at a New Jersey hotel wearing a black Let's Go Brandon shirt alongside NASCAR's trademarked color bars. We will pursue whoever is using logos and get that stuff, Phelps said. That is not okay. It's not okay that you're using our trademarks illegally, regardless of whether we agree with what the position is. The slogan started last month at a NASCAR race at the Tele- Talladega. Super Speedway in Alabama, when NBC Sports reporter Kelly Stavis was interviewing a driver, Brandon Boxer, after he, or Brandon Brown, I'm sorry, Brandon Boxer, is not associated my friend Brandon Boxer at 610 WTVN, is not associated with this. Auto correct on the brain, Brandon Brown, after he won the race. As Stavis interviewed Brown, F. Joe Biden chants broke out in the stands, but Stavis claimed that they were chanting, let's go, Brandon. Let's go Brandon's slogan has since became code for "F Joe Biden" and is commonly used at sporting events and other various lo- other locations. I feel for Brandon. Phelps that I think unfortunately it speaks to the state of where we are as a country. We do not want to associate ourselves with politics, the left or the right. We obviously have and have, and we always have had a sport tremendous respect for the office of the president, no matter who is sitting. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Brain autocorrect today. It, it's It's been a long weekend. I, I'm just going to say it's been a long weekend without podcast, without politics, pretty much. I, I've been taking time away from it. NASCAR, <laughs> this is pretty much free promo for NASCAR. The, the whole Let's Go Brandon is free promo for NASCAR. Uh, whenever I see the, the trademark color bars, I think, oh, NASCAR, I wonder when the next race is. Not that I really watch NASCAR. but I, Oh, NASCAR, I wonder when the next race is. It's really just free promo. And, I mean, they they banned the Confederate flag uh, not too long ago, which I, I don't agree with the use of the Confederate flag, but it's free speech. I don't know. But let's go, Brandon, because that's, that's the Christian way of saying F. Joe Biden is let's go, Brandon. All the songs. Okay. So we need to talk about the songs a little bit. I've reached out to some of the artists who made the songs asking if I could... Use them as a podcast intro. Use them in the podcast. I had been told no response from any of them. I'm not that important yet. So I don't want to play a clip of it. But Let's Go Brandon by Bryson Gray is the best version of the song. It, it, it's, it doesn't use the actual words F Joe Biden anywhere in it. It's a great song. Um, it, it's a Christian song, to be honest. I, I really enjoy that song. I really enjoy that version of it. Let's Go Brandon by Bryson Gray is the best version of the song. And... Before we we before we continue, let's go, Brandon. Okay, I, I have yet to say that on the podcast, I'm pretty sure. I have yet to say that here on the show. I, I have to at, at least once. I have to say. I, I have to say at least once. Let's go, Brandon. So, Big Bird is a character at Sesame Street, and he has gotten the vaccine. We're giving some applause for indoctrinating our children into getting the vaccine. Here's some applause for CNN, for Sesame Street. Ugh. Sesame Street's Big Bird tweet that has gotten the COVID-19 vaccine. Right-wingers, including Senator Ted Cruz, criticize the character for promoting propaganda to the children. Sesame Street's campaign comes after the COVID-19 vaccine has been authorized for children ages 5 to 11. This is from businessinsider.com. Uh, Aliyah Show I, vibe. I don't know how you pronounce that. I feel like that was very offensive the way I pronounced it, but I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, she's based in London. Thank you for writing this article. Mrs. is, um, author. Senator Ted Cruz and other right-wingers criticized Sesame Street's Big Bird after the character's Twitter account said that it has gotten the vaccine. I got my COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. The account under Big Bird's name wrote on Twitter, which has two hundred and seventeen thousand followers. So, this is kind of a viral tweet from the account. Does it have more followers now? Yeah, it has. It's getting up like thirty thousand, or yeah, thirty thousand followers since it's gotten that tweet. Miss Erica Hill, who is a CNN journalist, even said that I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. No, I don't. I I don't think. Now this may be controversial. This may be incorrect. I don't think we vaccinate baby birds. I don't think baby birds crack open the egg and a needle is shoved right in their face and their in their wing as soon as they come out of out of the egg. I I don't think that that that's how that's how that works. I I I, I don't know, but I don't think that we are vaccinating baby birds. You, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we're vaccinating baby birds. Several Sesame Street characters, including Big Bird, participated in a town hall event on CNN to help answer questions from kids and families about the COVID-19 vaccine, which was recently authorized for children ages 5 to 11. The FDA's expert panel voted that the vaccine's benefits outweigh the risk for elementary school age children. No, they don't. No, they don't. You're not going to die from COVID. If you are someone ages from uh, someone aged five to eleven, you are for an elementary school aged child. You you are not going to die from COVID. It does not outweigh the risks. The benefits do not outweigh the risks for school age, elementary school, or any school age. To be completely honest, but school age children, elementary school age children, they they don't. And I'm not a scientist. I don't want to be a scientist but looking at the numbers looking at look at looking at the reactions looking at the effects no the results do not outweigh the benefits and, and i will encourage you to look into the open vares reporting system look into the fact that young men around my age and younger are 6 times more likely to have heart inflammation after getting the covid vaccine and they are get hospitalized due to COVID-19. And that, that is an undeniable, that is scientific facts. So no, the vaccines do not, bene, uh, the benefits do not outweigh the risks for elementary school-aged children. They don't even know what the vaccine does to these school-aged children. So Senator Ted Cruz critically responded to Big Bird's tweet accusing the character of promoting propaganda. Government propaganda for your five-year-old, he wrote. Yep, pretty accurate. Newsmax host host, Steve Cortez went one step further, calling Big Bird's comment evil. This kind of propaganda is actually evil. Your children are not statistically at risk and should not be pressured into a brand new treatment. Do not comply. Other right-wing figures, including Fox News' Lisa Booth and alt-right political commentator Michael Sherbach, also tweeted criticizing the Sesame Street character. President Joe Biden, on the other hand, praised Big Bird's decision to get vaccinated in a tweet Sunday evening. Good on you, Big Bird. Getting vaccinated is the best way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. That is medical misinformation. That is misinformation. Getting vaccinated does not stop you from spreading COVID-19. It does not stop you from catching COVID-19. It just stops you from getting hospitalized from COVID-19. And these young children are not going to get hospitalized from COVID-19. Although right-wing figures have criticized Sesame Street and Big Bird for the decision to promote the COVID vaccine, the character has long been involved in public health campaigns. In 1972, Big Bird participated in a segment telling children, Don't wait, vaccinate. Okay, so. Are you getting it yet? They're targeting children the first covid town hall when everything was shut down with sesame street to to make not not make but help kids understand what's going on why they can't be in school why they can't be with their friends why they can't play whatever whatever is fine doing a town hall actively encouraging them to get vaccinated actively Encouraging them to get a vaccine at their school, which we'll go into here in a minute. Pretty sure I read an article about that anyway. Actively encouraging students to get this vaccine that are young, these young students. It's crazy to me. I know I'm probably overreacting a little bit, but it's Using these young characters, just like they did with Spongebob, Spongebob coming out as gay, I don't think Spongebob, who we all know had a crush on Sandy Cheeks the entire show, is gay. Spongebob is gay. Football is gay. Everything is gay. Everything is vaccinated. Everything is at risk of COVID-19. The microphone I'm talking into right now is at risk of COVID-19. You listening to this with earbuds or headphones, those headphones are at risk of COVID 19. Everything is gay. Everything is at risk of COVID 19. When does it end? When does it end? So, the Surgeon General says vaccine for mandates for smaller businesses are not off the table. This is an argue, or, or article from Breitbart, and I, I know we've been doing a lot of vaccine news lately. I, I just want to clarify that I don't like talking about the vaccine, but that's literally all that's going on in this country right now besides minor stories that I can't find. Very uh, strong articles either way on what, what's actually happening. So the vaccine is what we talk about here, and, and the vaccine is probably the most important issue in the country right now, and, and that's what I'm trying to to help trying to help these kids to avoid getting vaccinated. Cause because I have a younger audience. I, I'm I'm fifteen years old. I have a younger audience on on this show. And I don't think children younger than me should be really getting involved in politics. I mean it's good to have a younger base, but twelve year old shouldn't be listening to political talking points. And I I'm I'm not saying I just spout political talking points, but you can't deny what I say would could be considered talking points even though I have articles to back it up and everything they they could be considered talking points so this is more for parents people who have young kids ages 5 to 11 ages 12 to 15 ages 15 to 18 to make an educated decision on the vaccine i i, I am obviously going to encourage you not to get the vaccine but you know i i can't control your medical decisions and i, I don't think that the government should be able to either so that that's why I'm anti-vaccine, anti-COVID vaccine. But that that's why we talk about the vaccine so much here on the show, so much here on the Conservative Crusader. That that's that's why we talk about it, because that's what's going on. That's 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 the very important news. That's going to impact every person listening to the show, whether you like it or not. Either you're you're going to get threatened to fire your job, or get fired from your job because you're not getting the vaccine. Uh, your your kid might be taken out of school because they refuse to wear a mask. Or get, a vaccine, or get vaccinated. You may get vaccinated have an adverse health reaction. You may not get vaccinated have a bad reaction from COVID. And you kind of have to outweigh the risks with the reward for you. I'm I personally don't think it's worth it for me. But this podcast will be a source for the news that you need to know about the truth of this vaccine. And that it's not as safe as they claim. And maybe you shouldn't trust it as much as they claim you should. And so we're very close to the break here. So we're going to get into this article about the Surgeon General saying vaccine mandates for smaller businesses are not at the table here right after these messages here on the conservative Crusader. Oh, yeah. Do you guys like the new music? I hope you do. I made it myself. All right. Be right back after these messages. (laughs) Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, GOPjosh.com. Follow me on Twitter, GOPjosh20, and my Instagram is GOPjosh20 as well. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy says Sunday on ABC's This Week that President Biden's administration has not ruled out a federal vaccine requirement for small businesses. This is by Breitbart uh, author Pam Key. Anchor Martha Rudist said Labor Secretary Martha Walsh defending those new vaccines and testing requirements for companies with 100 or more employees. It comes amid pushback over two dozen states and a new legal challenge in court. She added, let's start with those legal challenges. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday blocked the mandate citing grave and statutory constitutional issues. I know you're not a lawyer, but is the administration confident it can survive the legal challenges? he said, well, Martha, the president and the administration wouldn't have these requirements in place if they didn't think they were appropriate and necessary. The administration is certainly prepared to defend them, but let's step back for a moment just to look at why these are so important. Throughout our history that we have seen, we've had to use vaccine requirements to protect the population, starting back with George Washington when he required troops to be inoculated for smallpox and schools started having vaccine requirements. If you think about it, our workplace is important, and our workplaces are safe, that workers feel safe and our customers feel safe. We know at this point in the pandemic when we've come so far and we have 75,000 cases a day, it's important we take every measure possible to keep our workplaces safer. That's the end of the quote. Okay. We should not use cases as a metric to decide what we're going to do moving forward. There will forever be cases of COVID-19 just like there is of the flu every year. And I know the flu argument is kind of, not expired, but kind of uh, worn out, and that's understandable. But the co- COVID vaccine and COVID really isn't that much different than the flu. It's just more deadly for different ages. And it's less deadly for different ages. Like, my age group is, it is not very deadly for 15-year-olds. So looking at this, looking at this vaccine requirement, it's going to cause a lot of small businesses to have a lot of problems. If they start requiring it for small businesses, we're going to have a lot of problems. When you uh look at the... uh the unemployment rates, when you look at how many people don't have jobs, when you look at the lack of employments in this country, when you look at how everywhere you can find now hiring signs for upwards of $18 an hour, those businesses that already cannot employ enough people to get the, keep their, their business running are going to lose a lot of employees due to this COVID-19 vaccine mandate and i don't think the biden administration will be able to enforce this mandate especially on smaller businesses when when it's being told that you you can't really let me let me rephrase this what you can't have enough employees as it is really to be honest i don't think that this vaccine requirements for small businesses will, will truly be put into effect. And, and we'll have to see when it comes closer to that time. But small businesses do not comply. Do not fire your people. Do not get vaccinate Do not give vaccines. And do not pay your fines. Because if we if we all together fight against this tyranny, this tyranny will back down. A song by... uh, I hear it on Steve Bannon. I don't know who it's by. We will all fight for long. We will end when it's all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. And the song, I don't know what it's called, talks about taking down the tyrannical Chinese Communist Party and how they will eventually... They will eventually surrender. Because if they continue fighting, if they keep fighting, they will surrender. And I think if we keep fighting these vaccine mandates, they will surrender. So a Democratic governor turns on Biden's vaccine mandate. This is what we need. We need Democrats to stand up against this tyranny. Democratic Kansas governor, Laura Kelly, came out against Biden's uh President Biden's vaccine mandate as one of the, it, as one that is not the most effective or correct for her state. She's Democrat in Kansas. She's obviously just trying to get reelected. We can look at the positives. She said, yesterday I reviewed the new vaccine mandate from the Biden administration. While I appreciate the intention to keep people safe, a goal I share, I don't believe this, direct, this directive is correct or the most effective solution for Kansas. States have been leading the fight against COVID-19 from the start of the pandemic. It is too late to impose a federal standard now that we have already developed systems and strategies that are tailored for our specific needs. I will seek a resolution that continues to recognize the uniqueness of our state and builds on our ongoing efforts to combat a once-in-a-century crisis. Good. Now, like I said, she's trying to get re-elected in... And- I I can respect that if she's going to hold to her word. If she's going to look at this vaccine mandate, if she's going to talk to Joe Biden about this vaccine mandate and say, hey, this ain't going to work. <laughs> hey, bro, this ain't going to work, dude. And, and, and if she can do that, if she can use her power within the Democratic Party to say, hey, I'm a Democrat. I'm in Kansas. I'm telling you. This ain't what we need. This isn't what my people need. This isn't what the voters who will vote for me or vote for other Democrats need. And I don't know if this will end with anything, really. I mean, she's one out of a hundred or 50 governors, one out of 50 governors on a hundred that say we shouldn't have this vaccine mandate. But who knows? Uh, I don't know how many Democratic governors are off the top of my head. I think she's the first one to talk out about it, say say that we shouldn't have it. So we'll have to see. I, I think she's just trying to get elected. She's using it as re-election points. But if she stands up for the, the rights of her – the if she stands up for the right of the people, if she stands up for the people of Kansas, I think she, not only will she be re-elected, she'll actually have a say in this federal government issue. Even though she's a state legislature, She's a state um, executive. So the feds urge schools to provide COVID nineteen vaccination and info for students. Okay, this is a, okay. This is the last COVID story. This is the last COVID story. I've done over half the. Show. You know what? I'm I'm skipping this story. But we'll we'll cover this tomorrow. I, I'm done with COVID news for the day. I, I'm done with COVID news. For the day. It's tiring. It's sad. It's, it's not good. I don't even know what all I said in the intro. I, I forgot what all I said in the intro. Because I don't want to skip something I teased in the beginning. I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that now to make sure I don't tease anything I I, I said at first. I listened back to make sure we're okay. We're okay. I, I didn't skip anything important. I didn't skip anything. I teased. I, I didn't tease y'all with anything that I didn't talk about. But this federal vaccine, not vaccine mandate. Wow, I, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all thrown away. Uh, the the bipartisan infrastructure bill is by CNN, and what's in the bill? Funding for roads and bridges: hundred and ten billion dollars for roads and bridges, uh, forty billion for bridge repair. Sixteen billion for major projects that be too large or complex for the traditional funding programs. Twenty percent of the nation highways, hide- of the nation's highways and major roads are in poor condition, as are for forty five thousand bridges. Uh, One billion to reconnect communities uh, divided by highways and other infrastructure. Eleven billion for transportation safety. Thirty nine billion for public transit, which includes uh, trains. Eighty-five billion is what he originally wanted, but we only got thirty-nine billion. Sixty-six billion for passenger and freight rail. Twelve billion in partnership grants. Eighty billion is what he wanted to send uh, Amtrak, but it didn't work. Sixty-five billion to improve the nation's broadband. Seventeen billion in port infrastructure and twenty-five billion in airports. Seven point five billion for zero and low emission buses and ferries. Seven point five billion a nationwide network of plug-in electric vehicle chargers, 65 billion to rebuild the electric grid 55 billion to upgrade water infrastructure and 50 billion to go uh, making the system more resilient. okay keep hearing me say billion billion billion. This is a lot of money. <laughs> this is a lot of money. 99 percent of Americans 99.9% of Americans will never get to see 50 billion in their life. never get to see a billion in their life. This is insane. This is... A lot, of this, a lot of this needs funding, yes. A lot of this needs funding. Okay, $65 billion to rebuild the electric grid? Open some pipelines. Reopen the Keystone Pipeline. Quit buying our energy from other countries and we wouldn't need 65 billion dollars 66 billion to Amtrak trains are so outdated unless they're making like a, a an extremely fast jet train or something i don't i don't think that's going to be a good use of money i'm 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 lost, to be honest. I'm, I'm. My generation will not have enough money to pay for this. My next generation, the next generation, will not be able to pay for this. Their children will not be able to pay for this. Their children's children will not be able to pay for this. This bill will forever add onto the national debt will never, we'll never get paid off. And it will forever hurt the country. The fact that we can't afford to, to, to pay for these bills and they'll never get paid for will honestly hurt the country. To, to be honest, we'll, we'll we'll never get out of de- debt. Uh, we we'll, we'll, we're, we're okay. The snowball effect: you get a little bit of debt, everything's fine. Keep digging and digging and digging and digging and digging to where you're not. You, you can't get out of debt. In our country, will never get out of debt because of this bill. Because of similar bills that are spending trillions of dollars, we'll we'll, ne- we'll never get out of debt. We'll never. Get out of debt. So the FBI raids the home of the Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, as part of an investigation into Ashley Biden's stolen diary. The FBI raided the home of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe as part of a federal investigation into the stolen diary of President Biden's do- daughter, Ashley Biden. And stolen is in quotes. New York Times reported the raid took place early Saturday morning, just days after the home of two Bro- Project Veritas associates, were also the subject of search warrants. A spokesman for the FBI told The Times its agents have performed law enforcement activity at his apartment in Mamaronek, New York, but did not comment on the investigation. The investigation is being conducted by the FBI and federal prosecutors in Manhattan. The Project Veritas responded to a Fox News inquiry by pointing to video remarks of James O'Keefe released Friday reacting to previous FBI raids of his journalists. The investigation around a stolen diary belonging to Ashley Biden went, went missing just days before the 2020 presidential election. O'Keefe confirmed the Times reporting about two other um, FBI raids that took place this week, releasing a video message addressing his group's apparent ties to the diary and declaring Project Veritas came under attack. I woke to the new- news that apartments of homes of Project Veritas journalists or former journalists have been raided by FBI agents, O'Keefe began. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sites for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly, or at least this journalist. O'Keefe alleged that within an hour of the FBI raid of the home of Project Veritas reporter, the Times conducted the reporter for comment. Contacted. We don't know how the New York Times is aware of the execution of a search warrant at a reporter's home, and the subject matter of the search warrant as a grand jury investigation is secret. The FBI took materials of current former Project Veritas journalists, despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed uh, unassistible facts that demonstrate Project Veritas' lack of involvement in criminal activity. And criminal intent. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible and ethical journalism. We have no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly each and every step, O'Keefe asserted. So this is like a six-minute video. I don't want to play the whole video. We don't have time for that. But um, I don't know what's in this diary. I just heard about this today as I was preparing for the show, as I was writing the show. But if what I've heard is true, and I'm not speculating on this, I'm not spreading fake news, I'm not speculating on what's in this diary, but if what is in this diary is true, I see why they're trying to keep it hidden. I see why they're trying to stop it. Because some of the accusations against Joe Biden in this diary, and as more news comes out, we'll we'll cover it here on the Conservative Crusader. Man, if some of that is true, goodness gracious. If it doesn't get censored like Hunter Biden's laptop did. It shows bad things about Joe Biden. I encourage you to look into it for yourself. It shows bad things about Joe Biden. Bad things about Joe Biden. And I don't want to get into that right now. I don't know exactly what all it says. I haven't read the diary. It hasn't all been released to the public, I don't think. But if something happens to this diary and it comes out again what I've heard about it is true. Goodness gracious for Joe Biden. My name is GOP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. We'll be right back. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20. Uh, Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today. This has been the Conservative Crusader.